Welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. I am Curious G. On this podcast, we ask the question, how does one speak truth to power? On this show, we do it in our art. We do it through our music, in the poetry of our language, or by the comedy we find in the darkness of days. The art that you'll find on the Truth to Power podcast may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored. We hope that the themes will enlighten as well as entertain, for on the Truth to Power podcast, we wish to build enthusiasm for being connected. Hope you enjoy the show. I bet I could have been a crash test dummy. I'll take that test they used to give to monkeys. All the coke and sex you want. What? Keep my money. The real thing smells great, she says. Me, I'm straight up drinking honey. All day in bed, he'll have you breathing funny. We like sweet without bitter taste. Face value, mirror view, humble breaks. Awake, okay, doesn't mean you think. I crashed my way through the world. A glass in hand, yo, spill and drink. Lost my way on streets. Till I saw those cracks Roses, glasses, they lost half track Half empty, smash Drunk on grave, Kool-Aid slash In the beginning, blast Season dark, details devilish Kind of mark, let there be light Flash, may have crashed right in Sparks this mask, reset to sin New world mask, reset again Are we here now? Oh, shit. You can oh, see that. Oh, shit. Well, oh. guess what? It's better for the way we talk because uh, we're about to do that right now. So uh, welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. I am Ace Cannon. I'm Curious G. We here, y'all. And we're curious. And I say, what's on the agenda? Perception is reality. <laughs> Facts. Right? But, <laughs> but who sets the perception? Last week, we talked about the devil Oof. and the illusions and delusions that we buy into as human beings. All right. So here's the question. Perception is reality. There's people that live with different perceptions. Are they in separate realities? Yeah. Mm. Like <laughs> politics today? Divided? Yeah. All right. The perception is their reality. You, you believe what you see. Mm. Well, not too long ago, we had that discussion with uh, overpopulation. Remember that shit? Yeah. Okay. And I believed that overpopulation was an issue. And then I started to look at it different and I found out that the first person that ever put that idea out wasn't even a scientist, he was an economist. And chances are he was trying to give some perception a little bit of reality, you know, even though that's not the reality according to the scientists. But if you give enough people that perception, you can create a new reality. Mm -hmm. So we're still in the the devil's breath, the song Crush. you know, and, and my generation uh, kind of fell into a perception of reality that wasn't exactly true. Um, recently, we all kind of did with COVID. Yeah. More or less. Mm, more or less. We all got a perception of what reality was. but And this is the thing that I've noticed is there wasn't a lot of clear information on what we should actually be doing. Nah, it was a wild time. Yeah. Like it really... Um, so Bill Burr was on a podcast once mm. and he was talking, I just, I always think about how he said like this, he goes, mass, no mass. He goes, I just do whatever they say. All I know is it's not, it's like, basically it wasn't, he didn't even know. Like, that's what he was saying. It's like, he goes, I, I'll do whatever they say, but I don't even know. Yeah. And after, after I heard that, I was like, that's funny because even people that just be like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> they still couldn't even get it right. And that's, that's kind of. 
That's kind of the way it was. Right. So with my generation, there was another thing that was going on. Um, and it even started a little bit before me. It was the war on drugs. Now, that was a perception of reality that was not very accurate as far as reality went, as far as the level of drug problems that we have compared to other countries. But yet we have 25% of the world's incarcerated here in the United States, largely because of the war on drugs. So that's one of the perceptions, one of the lies that the devil might throw out there that we believe when we go down this road. So this is kind of the idea of crush. Okay. In the second verse, I'm actually talking about a commercial that was going on when I was a little fucking kid. I don't know if you've ever seen this commercial. I'm going to bet your mom has. Okay. All right. So in the commercial, they show this picture of this fucking cute ass monkey. I mean, <laughs> motherfucker's cute. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't uh, really want to be around him because he would have some stench. But on camera, that was a pimp monkey. Uh, okay. So yeah. they show this cute ass monkey. Not a fucked up monkey, but a cute one. And they said that they gave the the monkey, all the cocaine it could do. All the coke. Hmm? All of the, more cocaine than Motley Crue had done. They gave to this little motherfucking monkey just to see what he would do. And they said he gave up food. Right? He gave up sex. He gave up sleeping. He gave up all this shit. And they were trying to tell us that we could be like that monkey if we start doing cocaine where you just stop having sex. He's one of the best scientific minds we have today. today. But... At the same time, you would think if they're going to give the cocaine to the monkey, they also had to give him the choice of sex. True. Right? I always wanted to take that test when I was young. <laughs> Put me in a room with a bunch of cocaine and a bunch of checks. Let's see, see what happens. See what I do. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was part of the perception that I had. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that commercial is because when I was a little kid, that commercial came out and I had a perception of what it meant to do cocaine or at least drugs, you know, because of this commercial. Like, oh shit, if I want to have sex, <laughs> yeah, I haven't even had it yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you remember that commercial or? or nah, but I, what, what I was thinking when you were talking about that, I was just thinking of like reefer madness. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I was just thinking of the guy playing the piano. I don't know if you remember that, but he's like, ah, ah, oh, he was insane. Ah. Yeah, like and he, he was, was on the weed, and he's on the weed. Yeah, oh. yeah, and he, ah, and he's like that face was so funny. That's another perception is reality. You ever see that movie, uh, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah. All right, so you saw that billboard where they said forty years to mm-hmm. life or some shit for for carrying marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> what world were we living in at that time, dude? <laughs> Same what we're living in now. I don't think so. No, we just, have a different reality today. You no, can go to anywhere messing. and buy weed. No, I'm just messing with you, but yeah. You got to be, what, how old you got to be to buy weed? 21. 21. Okay. So you just got to be 21. That's, yeah, that's it. If you're alive and, and 21, 21, you passed. Yeah. But so they had this commercial and this was uh, part of the war on drugs. You know, and they had this other commercial where they're like, this is your brain on Yeah, drugs. you know exactly what I'm going to say. That <laughs> the egg, pan. boy, the egg, yeah. And dude, you know, people were on drugs watching that commercial, their brains just frying, laughing their ass off, dude. Okay, so this is, this is a, com- a commercial that I talk about in the song Crush, because I think that the war on drugs was a, a lie. But it was, it was a playful way for me to, to hit these lyrics. And I, I thought it was kind of funny the way I, I did that second verse. It says... I bet I could have been a crash test tummy or take that test they used to give to monkeys. All the coke and sex you want? What? Keep my money? The real thing smells great, she says, but me, I'm straight up drinking honey. All day in bed? I love you breathing funny. 
You know, so the mm. whole idea is mm. that I'm just, I'm banging it out with this chick and she's doing a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. The real thing smells great, she says. But me, I'm straight up drinking honey. I'm in the bed. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm just playing around with the commercial. But to be honest with you, a lot of those fucking commercials, dumb. You say dumb? Dumb. Okay. Dumb, dude. Just Come on. Dumb. Oh, dude, they had this other commercial. This was my favorite, my personal favorite, right? There's a little fucking 15-year-old kid, 14-year-old kid, something like that. His dad comes to his door. He's got a cigar box loaded with weed. Look, <laughs> look what I found. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the kid's like frozen in his tracks. And he looks a little bit high, to be yeah. honest with you. To be honest with you, the kid, he might have smoked a little bit before they did the commercial. Yeah, probably did. Okay. So his dad's like, where? Did you learn to do this? <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. And the kid's like not looking at him. And he's like, you better tell me, where did you learn to do this? That's hilarious. And then the boy looks at his dad and he's like, from you. No. I he- learned it from you. And it was like this big emotional <laughs> outburst during a 30 second on a commercial. On a commercial, dude. Bruh. This was the war on drugs for my generation. They beat that shit over our heads and perception became reality. Now. Here's some of the lie, the devil, you know, the illusion. Mm-hmm. You know what show is also going on during the war of drugs? Cops. Fuck yeah. Now, is is that a is that a show that controls the perception of, re- of reality for people? Yeah. Why? Well, because it's the sometimes the only interaction that you see of police. Bingo. You know, it's the only thing you see. So you think that's happening all the time or that location, it's happening all the time. It's like, bro, they they, they film for two weeks. One shit happened. So they put all three of them like one night. Yeah. Bro. And if, if you are not around cops or poor people, because let's face it, that's who they were pretty much arresting. They weren't going into OJ's neighborhood. Nah. They weren't pulling Michael Jackson's face out of some little boy booty hole. Hmm? Well, I'm just saying, they weren't in those neighborhoods, right? They were pretty much in poor neighborhoods around poor people. Now, if you're watching this and you haven't dealt with police, you're seeing somebody that's worse than you. Yeah. And you're better than. But you also start to carry a perception of the police. They're doing the right thing. They're doing the good thing. Yeah. But when you look at the war on drugs, this has led to the highest incarceration in the world and some of the most harshest penalties in the world. We've got 25% of the world's incarcerated locked up in the United States with 4% of the population. That's so wild. That is. So there's, there's perception is reality. There's a lie that exists, right? And um, if enough people believe it, you can create a new reality. So that's kind of this song. That's Crush. What are you thinking about, brother? No, I'm just... uh... I was actually thinking of just, I was actually thinking of Freeway, Freeway Ricky Ross <laughs> is what I was thinking of. Um, and just how. Freeway Ricky Ross. Yeah. Like rolling down the freeway. Not, you, do you not know who this is? No, dude. Are you serious? Dead serious. Dude. Okay. This is about? fucking awesome. Okay. okay. So he was a normal dude, but he started selling cocaine in, I believe he was in, started, I think he was born in Texas, but he did everything in LA if I remember correctly. But, um, so he was selling all this cocaine and getting the best shit and he didn't really know who it was coming from. Right. But we've later find out that it was being supplied 
like by the like cocaine cartels, but that was being funded by like the U.S. government. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, so it's that guy, like that Kill the Messenger movie. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, so that, but that's this guy, and you know, it's just the whole thing. But he didn't even he didn't even realize what was going on. You know, he didn't. He was just a <laughs> a player in the game that was way bigger than him. But he just created this empire, and he was kind of wondering a little bit, like, damn, I kind of get off on a lot of shit. Mm. <laughs> you know, a lot of people be going down, and eventually, you know, he pieced it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then actually, <laughs> when he got sentenced, he actually went to he studied law while he was there and got himself out. And now he's like a businessman, motivational speaker and shit. Oh, wow. And that's where the essence of Rick Ross, the rapper, came from. I had no idea. Yeah. So we, we learn shit on this podcast. This is, and I definitely fucked that up. That's just off the top of my head. No, this so. is some truth to power stuff. <laughs> and we might not always be accurate because why? Well, because we're imperfectly perfect. We're imperfectly human, dude. No, that's what These I mean. These are just average conversations. <laughs> See, I fucked that up too. <laughs> between two rappers, right? Yeah. Like. So, I mean, we're just talking about the perception of reality as it exists to, to people like me or you. I came up with a certain reality about drugs and, and did it match what I saw on television? You know? Yeah. I saw a different story. And, you know, to be honest with you, I think a lot of people saw different stories. We didn't all see the same story. Nah. I was terrified of gangs growing up, but I don't think I ever saw a gang fight. <laughs> but you were terrified of them. But I was terrified when I was a child. Like, I remember coming home to my babysitter one day. Shout out, rest in peace, I believe now would be, yeah, it's probably Vicky. Um, but she, uh, dude, I came crying home. I was probably like six, seven years old. And I was terrified of the bloods in the crypts because I heard they were going to fight soon. Oh, yeah. Like down the block. And like, I was terrified. Mm. And I just remember it was like a rough day. And she was like, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. Like, and, and nothing's going to happen. And she helped me that day. Bless that woman's heart. Dude, we didn't have the Bloods or the Crips over in Daytona Beach in, mm. in the 80s. We had a, uh, a gang called the, the Renegades. Mm. They were the... They were the shit. Now, this is this is the funny thing, dude. We're talking about perception creates reality. These guys got busted because there was, I want to say, 185 renegades. Okay. Like in Daytona. <laughs> That's a lot, right? But what they were doing is they were just coming up, hosing up some little fucking dude and saying, look, you're in the gang. We beat your ass. And, you know, somebody was, okay. That sounds great. You know, and they had all these gang members, but the the guys that were like leading the gang that were like scary or whatever, they'd force the other motherfuckers to do shit. It was just a way for them to get shit done. That's so there was just fear. But there was no other gangs in, in the area and they were forcing people into this <laughs> fucking gang. And a lot of dudes, what? they got too many dudes that were forced into the gang. What, what, what were they like the crimes they were committing? Uh, they did fucked up shit, like just rob people on the beach, mm. right? Like a big thing down in Daytona where I come from is a couple of girls comes up to you. Mm. They start talking to you. Yeah. You kind of like them. They kind of like you. All of a sudden, y'all smoke weed. Oh, yeah. Y'all want to go down on the beach and smoke some weed? God yeah. damn yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, you're going down in the dunes. It's nighttime. Mm -hmm. You're creeping on the beach with these two girls. And you're yeah. like, what's up? And you're about to fire that thing up. And as mm. soon as somebody sees that bitch fired up from the dunes, 12 dudes will pop out of nowhere. Surprise! Yeah. Now you're up to your asshole and alligators. And what the fuck are you going to do? Pray. That's it, dude. Pray. That's it. And that's that's the kind of shit they do in Daytona, and they would feed off the people that come down that makes, on vacation. That makes sense. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, my homie, my homie back in college, he would uh, he lived in Aachen, Germany. 
Mm. And it was right on the border of like, uh, I believe Amsterdam, like right on the border of the Netherlands. So they would get people to come over to the Netherlands and like, or Amsterdam, or excuse me, Germany to get herb. And he would basically like steal their money in the front and just leave in the back. <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, bro, I just got to go inside. And he would just go out the back door. And he was like, bro, that's how we basically made our money in the summers. <laughs> dude, perception is reality. Yeah, he's like, I got you, bro. Devil feeds on that mm -hmm. shit, dude. He's yeah. waiting in the shadows. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> so what's funny is, okay, so there was that, that gang, the Renegades. Mm -hmm. Right, I never was in the Renegades. They, That's good. That's there's good. two dudes that came over to this chick's house that had a trampoline, and she was cute. So I was at her trampoline anytime she was on the trampoline. Good and, for you. And these motherfuckers were pissed off that I was on the trampoline with her, and they're in a gang, and they're like, "Get off the trampoline!" I'm like, "Fuck y'all! I'm playing on the trampoline. <laughs> I want to come off the trampoline." I told those motherfuckers, come up on the trampoline. That's funny. Soon as the motherfucker got up on the trampoline, I kicked him in his head. Of course. I kicked that motherfucker he think, hard in his what head. What did he think was going to happen? I don't know. Hey, we're but, so, <laughs> what a dummy. Dude, and the other dude, it was like some kung fu shit. And I didn't know no kung fu shit, but you know I had that stance right after yeah. I did. I had the, I'm standing on the trampoline looking tough stance. So those motherfuckers, they wander off and shit like that, crying or whatever yeah. the fuck. Later on, a, a fucking rumor starts out. That's one of them fellas. That's one of them fellas. This you? About me and my friends. Mm. All right. So we all grew up in Holly Hill. Holly Hill was a small, tiny ass place, three miles wide. Everybody that lived there, their dads were like construction workers, mechanics, cops. Blue collar, baby. Blue collar. Yeah. Poor kids, right? The pines is up in there, mm. right? These mm. are the skinheads and the fucked up kids and the mm. white trash and mm. all that, that. That was who was in there. Okay. But we all knew each other in our little neighborhood and we were all friends. And there was an Eddie Murphy stand up thing where he talks about going out with the fellas. So we started saying that shit. I'm going out with the, the fellas. fellas. Yeah. Me and the fellas are coming. And people would hear about the fellas showing up at the party. Yeah. And it was literally no gang. But perception is reality, yeah, dude. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden, in the mind of everybody in the Renegades, oh, shit, bro. The 100 fella. and whatever the fuck it was. The fellas. The, yeah, the fellas is in town. Oh, you hear walk about, out you, for the fellas. You better hear about them boys, the fellas. Dude, it was the funniest shit. Bro, that is hilarious. And we were never in a gang. Yeah. But perception is reality. Yeah. And, and you know what? When you live in that reality and somebody thinks you're in a gang, all of a sudden you got some guns in your face. That's wild. Yeah. And you living in that reality. That's what this song is about, mm. Crush. And my question is, is what realities are we living in that aren't fucking real? Well, that we're so different. One. <sighs> that's, that's it. That's it. Bring it. Yep. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that <clears throat> are very polarizing that we talk about. There's a lot of things that we don't talk about, but the one thing that we always do have in common, and that is the one thing is one, you know, we have one, we're like Americans. That's like, I said that crazy enough in a podcast, like years ago that I was on. And, um, the other thing is, is I always say this, we're all poor. Yes. Like that's the one thing. And I go, it's really weird that we don't have it. Like we're not even powerful individuals, but like we're fighting for the people who are. It's such an odd thing because we're like, we want the rich to get richer if it's our guy. Mm. Like we want them to win. We want to do things, even though it's not necessarily even in our best interest. 
you know, it's just wild to me that, you know, they just, you know, we know it's all purposeful, the, the vision, but it's, it's, but it's, we are, we're all the same, man. Look at credit cards. We all, yeah. Talk about living in a, a perception of reality that isn't accurate. So this is coming from economists and people in finance like yourself, they say that where most people think they are financially is not where most people are financially. Yeah. That most people believe that they're doing better than they actually are. For sure. That Hilda's entitled to spend her last remaining years without worries of money. Right. So sometimes some things happen that reveal how much we're not doing okay. Mm -hmm. Right. COVID was one of those things. A hundred percent. And that's, that's kind of this song. Like if you, if you look into the, um, in, into the course of this song, it's kind of like talking about that garden of Eden. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you realize that there's some death about, and we were kind of like in our own little garden of Eden back before COVID really hit. Not really. wasn't quite as good. You know, we didn't have as many naked chicks running around as they yeah, had in the garden. Yeah, yeah. And but, we, but we didn't have too many talking snakes nah. unless you ate some of that wild-ass fruit. Then, I mean... Then it was all on the they, table. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was a little bit like, like that. And then this new world mask reset huh. begin. You know, that's, that's kind of like entering into this new reality. And I think that in some ways it shook the perception of reality for a lot of people. During COVID, yeah, and it made us see some things that existed that we didn't believe existed, um, and it is now changing reality so fast we're not even sure what is reality, what reality is. Yeah, misinformation. Absolutely, it's weird that that you have to think about that, or like I think it's wild that I have to like fact check myself just when I'm reading stuff. Mm. I think it's wild that you know I can't just have a trusted news outlet, <laughs> you know, where I'm just like really. Huh. And then I'll have to go in 20 minutes just to see if something's true. Do you want to get rid of unemployment tomorrow? Sure. Take all those people on unemployment and put each one of them with a journalist. Just hang out with them. Don't talk to them. Don't try to be his friend. Watch that motherfucker. Watch and read his papers. See if that motherfucker is saying the truth. <laughs> Fair enough. Because, you know, this, this is a little bit about commercials, right? Because I'm talking about that, that commercial from the 80s and, and the propaganda that exists. Um, so if you think about the way that we get the stories of the war on drugs, like cops, do commercials like this, um, where was another place that that information comes from when, when we get the information of why we're having the war on drugs? Where are we getting this information? Oh, you will, eh? You keep that door closed and don't let anybody in or out. School. Schools, yeah. Um, um, films. I was gonna say movies, entertainment. Colors, colors. Yeah, yeah. Remember that shit? Cuz, what is that from? Colors, colors, colors. Yeah, Ice T. Yeah. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking, talking. king yeah, of my jungle, jungle just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as a mm. Remember that shit, dude? I mean, yeah. I'm not okay. not like you, but I know. I just walk like a giant police defiant. That shit. Mm. Dude, that was Bro. that was early for me. Dude, that was one of the one of the better autobiographies or biographies that I read was his. Mm. It was really good. It was cool. Ice T. Yeah. Was he a cool motherfucker? Well, it just the best story in it in the whole thing. Yeah, he was cool, like always. But you know, but the best thing about it was even though after he had his first single, he still was kind of hood in his mentality, mm. and he was at this nice ass car because two buttons fell off in his car. And he didn't want to go buy the buttons, but he knew that he could just go take them. But then some kids, <laughs> and then some kids were some kids were running up to him, 
And they were like, holy shit, you're iced tea. And he realized that he's like, oh shit, I probably shouldn't be stealing no more stuff anymore. Yeah. But it was, I mean, I, that was super short, but it was just a hell of a funny story. Cause he's like, I'm, I'm buying this nice ass car. They think it's mine. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, he was iced tea. <clears throat> yeah, no doubt. All right, he so, is. He is iced tea. So media, media, you know, not just films and television, but yeah, commercials. I was, was going to say news, media. your outlet, anything, yeah, anything informational, informational, excuse me. So it was the Nixon campaign that started the war on drugs. The Nixon campaign in 1968. And the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, according to the war on drugs. The anti-war left and black people. This is the words, by the way, that I'm reading here of John uh, Ehrlichman, okay. E-H-R-L-I-C-H-M-A-N. And he sat on the cabinet of Nixon's administration, went to prison, wrote a book about this shit, and this is what he was saying, these okay. words right here. All right. Okay, so let yep. me say that again. The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. You understand what I am saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black. But by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and the blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt their communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night in the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Yes. Of course we did. <laughs> yes. Now, that is John. Now, that's, that's a pretty why. famous quote concerning the war on drugs. Mm -hmm. Okay, but this is the reality that they were creating. And, and why did they associate the people that were against the war? Because there was a lot of hippies, right? A lot of the college professors that were doing things like taking LSD mm -hmm. and speaking out against the fucking war, right? And then you had other parties like the Black Panther Party coming up, right? This was a way to connect different groups of people and paint their reality as a truth that didn't exist. This was the war on drugs. Yeah. So we targeted, targeted specific people. Now the question is today, and I think there's been a lot talked about the war on drugs and we don't need to beat that horse to goddamn death because <laughs> I don't think it's going to die again. But my question is, is what perception in the news today, which reality are we living in? And is it real? Well, I think one is the, how much gun violence actually is happening it doesn't get talked about that much on the news, but there's basically like a shooting a week mm. and you don't hear about it as often um, anymore. There's a lot more death that happens in the country um, and it just doesn't really get talked about. By the 1st of June, there was over 300 mass shootings in the United States alone. Over 300. Say that again? By, by June 1st, mm -hmm. there was over mm -hmm. 300 mass shootings What's with oh, with multiple people getting shot. I was say, yeah, so it's more than one person getting shot. Yeah. Okay. Mass, over 300 mass shootings. Yeah. So this is the, the hell in a handbasket era. This is an outrage. You hear an outrage. Hell in a handbasket era. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're on the way to hell in a handbasket. That's funny. And that handbasket ain't going to hold up against the flames of hell. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, we deepened but this. That's, but that's one for sure. Mm. Um, I think that one is there. Um I think, like we say, the bad police, mm -hmm. I really think that's another one 
that you know police have a really bad rap and that's um, fucked because up. because there's a lot of really good police that's officers what I'm saying, like dude. my 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 mom's one of my mom's really good friends growing up was a police officer from Yakima and like the nicest best dude I've like one of the best dudes I've so every time someone I'm like well not all of them bro cuz you know the guy could say his name but but I was like he's great you know like he's, I've never had a bad interaction with him once ever. You know what they got to do? They got to hire way more police. Yes. Like an insane amount more of police. Right. But get this. And I know people are cringing and this is no, coming just, from the convict. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Right. Yeah. But I think there should be a, a more than equal amount of time that they spend doing things for crime and doing things that actually build up a community. Yeah. That's what, you okay. know what I mean? Like hundred percent, you could be a cop that could go into a community uh, area and read to kids yeah, and help them study homework. I just, and connect with connect the, community the community because in a positive way, because yeah, man, um, hundred percent. Like that's one thing I've really, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's this, this podcast or what is going on in my life or how everything is power. Yeah, no doubt. Truth power. We here, we speaking <laughs> y'all, but I'm in, I'm in really big about community lately yes. um, and trying to talk to my neighbors and talk to our friends and talk to anyone around me and just, you know, this is going to just help anywhere I can. Perception is reality. You're should, creating a reality yeah. where people are connected. I want to. I want to. That's the world I want to live in. So I'm going to make that myself. So I'm just going to be, if I can help someone, I'm going to try to help somebody now. It's the world I live in. Yeah, for sure. Maybe that's why I'm doing it because I see you doing it's it. It's nice over here. I mean, if I'm I'm warm right now. I feel good. All right. So I'm going to take this shit in another direction. The devil. Oh. Right? The devil. We're believing this illusion. Perception is reality. All right. There's a theory going on with the world of physics um, and a lot of very intelligent people believe this today, that this, what we're experiencing right now is a simulated universe. Yes. It's friend. called the simulated universe hypothesis. Let's go, baby. Which it proposes that what humans actually experience is actually an artificial reality. Yep. Much like a computer simulation mm. in which they themselves are the constructs. 100%. Now, in the world of physics... This right here, this motherfucking thing is red to me in my perception. But in the world of physics, it has no color. Everything that we're seeing is an electromagnetic yes. wave Science of energy. And there's really only three actual colors, and we see combinations of those colors to create our perception of things like fucking red. right? But this red, I see it as red. Do you see it as red? Well, right now I see it. Very dark. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yes, I see yeah. it as red. Yes. Yeah, we, yes. We, I, okay, we're getting we into this. We're into soft lights. I thought, I thought we were getting, you're trying to make some real existential point. No, no, yes, no. it is red. Okay, so yes. that, that motherfucker's red. Yes, it's red. All right. So in, according to scientists, we don't even know if we see the same red. But here's the question. When we walk into a paint store and we walk over to the fucking paint and we walk up to a color that appears red, how come nobody had to tell us that that was red? How come we're both creating the same fucking color if science says that our minds actually create the colors that we see it's just a universal construct how do we know it's how do we know how do we walk up on shit and for the first time and know it's red and you know it's red it's just the i mean it's just the evolution of time like it's just those things that like staples of time like hello you just, you're, they're just there. They're there. Like, that's what it eventually got. I don't know. I, I don't know the exact origin, but I know it was just like, you know, 
what color is that? Or like whatever that is. And then they start saying it from the jump and then that's the precedent and it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. So I'm going to propose that there is something called a universal consciousness or a super consciousness. Oh, yes. Oh, you want to know how I know this? How do you know this? Because there's an island of, okay, uh, monkeys, I believe. And they were taught how to spearfish. They get cocaine? No, no, no cocaine on these. They were taught how to spearfish, right? Now all of a sudden, the they didn't they never they never taught the other island how to do it right, but like throughout time these guys just started also spearfishing, you know, and it was just like they knew how to do it because it's just like they had just ingrained in their like their brothers and sisters' path. I don't know, I can't quite explain. It's in it. the blood. It's in the blood. It's boy. in the blood. It's in the blood. But yeah, when I heard that shit, I was like, bro, that's wild. But they just knew how to do it because someone else did it. Well, dude, think about the first time you got a little bit of that good loving. Mm. You knew what to do. Once you got it in, I was, you know, you was, you was off and running. I was rolling. Two minutes of tough love. I mean, I was 130, but yo, appreciate you making me sound good. Let's go. Dude, I was like a lion my first night. Bro, I knew wildly. I was pump chump for real. Oh, so you don't know about lion sex. Oh, oh is that one pump chump? Well. Oh, oh I thought you were now, saying. No, I'm not saying were you lying about it. No, I'm saying oh. actual, I'm actually saying lion. Oh, like the animal. lion, yeah, the oh. animal, lion. You, they have sex for like 30 seconds uh, real hard. Oh. Right? Like, <laughs> rah, they're, in they're in that shit, dude, for 30 seconds. That's funny. And they bust the nut. All right. And then they go breathe for a minute. And then we Oh, back. and they're back on it. They're going to hit that shit about... 50 times in 24 hours. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. They fuck like lions. And that's why I was my first time. All right. I didn't last long, God damn it, but I'll be back in a minute. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. But here it is, is is the the simulation concept. The simulation theory. The simulation I, theory. I like this one. Okay. So there's no way we could prove that this is true or mm. false, but according to a lot of physics today, it seems more likely that it's true. A lot of binary okay. going on in the nature. Now, I'm going to say that we have a lot to doubt. You've heard of skeptical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know where the word skeptical came from? Uh, I mean, no. It was a group of philosophers called the skeptics. Okay. I was going to say skeptic, but I thought that was too yeah. easy. Yeah. So those motherfuckers but, were skeptical. Okay. Yeah. Right. And they, they argued about everything in the world as not knowing if it was really there or not. It, we don't know if this is a dream of God. We don't, we, we doubt everything. Mm-hmm. They doubted everything, right? Rene Descartes said, I think therefore I am. And that was his answer to their question. He said, because he has consciousness and awareness and he actually asks that question that awareness exists. So there is a form of reality, even if everything else around us can be doubted. So there's a thing that exists, and this is part of the song Crush, right? There's a lie that we all believe. This is the lie, that you are who you are. The idea of self. Okay, go on. Now, if people are being given different versions of reality, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican. I'm a Christian fundamentalist, mm-hmm. right? I'm living in these little bubbles of reality that's different. And sometimes I don't see what the fuck your problem is. Can't you see the way that fucking the Democrats are going, dude? Can't you see it? How can you possibly, you know, like that's the kind of shit that, that happens, these arguments, you know, because people can't see what the other person sees because they're living in these different little realities. Yeah. But Meditation, one of the things it does is it tries to break us away from the idea of a self, a subjective view, right? Now, 
where is a time that I think therefore I am doesn't apply has happened in, in this modern world that we live in today through anesthesia. When anesthesia is used, what is the self does not exist. You simply cease to be. Hmm. The illusion of who we are and the idea of self, it doesn't exist. It's, a, it's an illusion. Hmm. Okay. Right? It's I can, an illusion. I can see what you're saying. That's, okay. okay. So we are living in the perception of a reality. Now, long time ago, people had different perceptions in reality. Like doctors believed that there was tiny people that lived in sperm. Like there was little teeny tiny hands and arms and just the cutest little motherfuckers mm-hmm. living in a sperm. Mm-hmm. My first question for the doctors back then would have been, what did they eat? What do sperm people eat? Mm. <laughs> Mm. Uh, makes you wonder but you know there's a lot of people that live in different realities in history you know and I think that we have uh, to question what we believe and what we think don't believe everything you think for sure how many people believe everything they think I don't know I don't know but probably a lot of people (laughs) And this is crush. This yeah, that's a good amount. Believe man. in that lie. Believe yeah. in the illusion. The illusion of self. <laughs> yeah. The illusion of reality. Yeah. You remember a couple of days ago when I was reading something and I go, man, I was bullshitting myself in this. <laughs> <laughs> it made me hell laugh because <laughs> I was. Do you remember Fight Club? Yeah. That motherfucker was living in a crazy ass reality. <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? What but, world was he living in? In lots. He was in a couple worlds. Oh, dude. He had friends in that world. He had friends in every world. Ah. All right. But this, you know, this simulation thing, you know, and, and question is, is like, even if you don't believe that, like Elon Musk is one of the people that believes that. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in, like, I'm super into simulation theory, by the way. Like Are I've, you? I've done quite a, I, I've, I know, not only know a lot about it, but I find it extremely fascinating. Um, I've even gone to where there's been a lot of biologists and even like well, scientists. I don't don't quote me on that one. That's bad. Um, but they they've even broken down like the Fibonacci, like the Fibonacci sequence down in nature. They've also seen a lot of bi- like binary code within you know like nature. If you break it down on the on the actual like cellular level, um, it's just kind of interesting how it all kind of line, everything kind of just works out. <laughs> kind of like the way see, we see this as red. Yeah. It's like somebody just wrote the code. That was a, the lady. I just think of the matrix all the time. Yeah. The lady in the red, you know? Now so, so the theory is pretty popular among well-known people like Elon Musk, yeah. right? And, and within a branch of science known as information Finish. physics. Oh, yeah. you, you, maybe you should be breaking this shit nah, down. Nah, 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 nah. I just, I just honestly find this thing fascinating. Like, I, okay, because when I was a kid, I was, dude, the world's awesome. All right. So I was just talking about the last time I was like excited about a movie. Like, and I can't really think of it like in my life, but I remember when I was a kid and cause it came out in 1999, the matrix bro. And it was mm. fucking cause you, dude, if you don't, you, we don't have moments like that anymore. People say like the Avengers, Harry Potter, all that stuff. Nah, man, you, you know what those are about. Dude, the matrix, you didn't really know what the fuck it was about. And it was awesome. Like, I can't even explain it to anyone unless you know you were there. Because it's like, bro, the dopest movie, one of the craziest movies of all time to me, like, you didn't know what you were going to watch. But when I was done watching it, I was just like a breath. I was like, 
Holy shit. See, we're actually getting a little bit ahead of ourselves too in this conversation because we're going to talk about all that oh, shit. Oh, anyways, dude. I'll come back. I'll come we're back. We're going to talk about all that I'll shit. I'll come back. I'll come back. Um, what, what I'm kind of really interested in for this conversation is, is okay, so if, if, and this is what they say, is that bits of information create reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if we're getting all these bits of information about reality through the media, you know, there's a perception of reality that's being created by the people in media, mm-hmm. right? Now, what reality are we actually in? Like, is global warming real? Is overpopulation real? Or do we even need to go to war? Is there really hunger? Is there really all the homeless? I mean, we don't. I don't fucking know. We don't know. Yeah, it's it's wild. I don't know. So anytime I hear experts, I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. you say that, but <laughs> how do you really know? Like, oh, I went out and did the research all over the world, the entire globe. You did that one year? And we're in this place of mass information where we don't trust information. Yeah. So even if you were real, I'd be like, huh. I, point taken exactly what you just said. I'm like, really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Mass information. Hmm. We don't trust none of it. Yeah. So we doubt our reality constantly. Uh, yeah. Reality is simply a reflection of what we believe is to be true. But the problem is we don't agree with what we think is true anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like, do we see that there should be a war on drugs? Do we see that these people are criminals? I mean, what reality are we living in? What reality are we imposing on somebody else? Because if they were going after anti-war people and the blacks early on or poor people, right, just to lock them up and using drugs as an excuse, what reality am I living in if I'm not caught up in that game? I mean, it's not, it's not an issue. It, you know, there's no issue. But it's keeping things going the way it's going. Uh-huh. I, I keep watching yeah. cops. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that it's like not an issue, but I'm saying, you know, to that person, it's, you know, this, it's a non-issue in reality. You're just glad I don't live on that side of the tracks. Mm. You know, kind of bullshit. You just, yeah, your reality is, um, you know, it's just, like my my reality and your reality, we both grew up poor, but they were way different. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, you like, poor so. kid. Well, when you got, when you got the, the roots, you know, and that's what made the difference for you is those roots. Yeah. You know, the mom and the family. For sure. And all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like we were poor, but we were close, you know? So, and when we were rich in comparison to where my family came from though, you know, in Mexico. So in like that new reality- they were winning. Yeah, but you didn't know you, you know, were poor. Like exactly, you said, I was, was just going to say to you, my reality, exactly. I didn't know I was, I mean, I've said this maybe here, but or to you in our lives, but yeah, I didn't know I was poor. Like, well, I don't want to say poor because we had everything, but we just didn't have a lot of extra. Like my mom definitely had, a, we, we never were that poor. I, ha- I was taken care of. So it wasn't like, you know, no lights and shit, but I didn't, we didn't have a lot of extra money. And I didn't realize that until I went on soccer trips. Um, and I was like 12 and 13 was the first time mm. because everyone around me was poor one. Um, and even the rich kids, like we knew they were rich, but cause it was West Valley. But like, I didn't know about like real, like real money until like, I was like, Oh, you guys are like, like you guys got, you know, you guys got three cars. You guys got a two story house. You got a, you got a swimming pool. Like, Oh shit. You go on vacation every year. Where did you go? <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. Is that a country? Yeah. Wow. Oklahoma. What? What? (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. No, but it was, but little things like you just, I didn't, but I had the greatest childhood, you know, I I had a really good childhood. So it was, I can't complain, you know, so. So I'm wondering what reality that we're all living in today. And this is kind of what this song is about. What, 
what devil's lies are we all dancing to? Right? Like, remember that Pied Piper, how he played a little flute and all the mm-hmm. rats would follow his ass? Wasn't it kids, wasn't it? Or I thought it was rats. Like, oh. he tried to get all the rats out of town. Oh, was so it rats? He, yeah. Oh, gee, I was like, I thought it was kids. Look at me horrible. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah, you <laughs> don't want to have the Pied Piper bringing a bunch of kids around. <laughs> Damn, no, for that reason, I thought he went to like. No, we want some self respected rats. <laughs> Jeez, man, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> That was my nursery rhymes way. No, it was a way for him to get all the rats out of the out of the city, but you you could play that that little bit of a tune and they locked in on it. You know? And the question is, is what tunes do we lock in on when we listen to the media, right? We hear it in the language and in the word choices that our, our leaders use. You know, and we have learned to hear those words and have a perception of reality. Right? Like imagine living in the 30s with all the talk of freedom and equality and being black Mm. and going just, you know, in Mississippi and just walking in the Mm. wrong store. And this is this freedom, equality. This feels great. Yeah. There's all of a sudden you're in somebody else's reality and their reality has a little bit more power than your reality does. And that's where it gets a little different. And this this is the war on drugs. There was a lot of people that, weren't doing those drugs, that weren't living that reality, that weren't getting locked the fucked up, that thought that it was for the best. Yeah. And yet most people that are doing drugs, they're self-medicating due to some form of mental illness. And they struggle. Yeah, they're, 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 they're everyday struggle. Dude, it's just a week falling off on the society. Yeah. Like and just giving, them, just giving them a little something, something to hold you down. War on drugs was thin in the herd. There you go. That's what it was doing. Now, the question is, is it's starting to get a little bit more scarcity out there. Dude, we, the prices of everything is going up. Price of everything's going up. Drugs are deadlier on the street. They're thin in the herd. Yeah. I mean, dude, fentanyl is a wild. Thin in the herd. Thin in the herd. Thin in the herd. Less food. Thin in the herd. Yeah. Now, Less how opportunities. Many, how many of us are going to make it and get in? We want to get in. We want to tear each other up to get the, in. The exact, I was about to say, the rat race. Yeah. Let's just take a fucking breath, look around, and give the people around you a hand up. Right? Give them a hand up. Fuck that shit. Don't go down that road. Don't listen to the tune. Mm. Don't listen to the tune. Break away from that herd. Mm. You know? And I think it starts with asking the question, I don't believe everything I think. Yeah. Should I believe everything I think? Nah, man, that's scary. Dude, it is. Because I... I do it a lot, man. I question myself all the time. When I'm so certain about something, I'm like, uh-oh. Because one thing I say, to, even on my way, I always say, mm-hmm. anyone who's extremely positive about something, you know, or preaches something extremely hard, I usually don't believe them. Because I'm like, what bullshit are you talking about, though? <laughs> so then myself, I have to think about myself, like when I'm like, okay, bro, you're like all in on this. Why? Like, you better have a reason. Like, you better have a really good fucking reason if you're going to believe everything you're saying right now. Because mm. if you don't, you're just talking. You're just talking. And um, you can do that, but I don't want to be that guy. Mm. You know, I, I think that I've lived in a few different realities as far as my perception of the world. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I saw things a certain type of way. And I was fucked up than a football bat, to be honest with you. You know, like we were just talking about cops not too long ago, right? I, I think you're right. There's more good cops and bad cops, right? But I didn't trust them, motherfuckers. Yeah. Not from what I saw. Well, I mean, we, we, so 
when you get in trouble by them, those are the enemy. No, I mean, just even at the parties. Oh. Like my, one of my best friends, his mom was the dispatcher for the, the, the police department where we lived and we used to have parties and we were 15 years old drinking with the cops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the rule in the house there was you couldn't let them see what was in that cup. So you had to keep a lid on your shit and drink through a straw. And you had to keep your keg downstairs where nobody no, was. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. So if you started to look drunk, you were cut off. Don't ask, don't tell. But everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew. The, the rules were different. And, you know, I saw that. And I didn't like that shit. I didn't like it. You know, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I reaped a little benefits here and there. You know, I was like at the party and all that shit, but goddamn, mm-hmm. you know, I also knew that I was going to be in the other shoes at some point because that wasn't my mom that worked for the police department. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't have it quite like that, but what realities have I grown up in? I was very religious when I was young. That was a reality, you know? You know what scares me about the reality of the very religious people? Hmm. This is what scares me. And this is one of the lies that Crush is talking about. Um, you're going to be okay because you're going to go to heaven. And this world here is under the control of Satan himself, the devil. But don't worry about this shit. This shit can burn. This shit can burn. You're going to be okay. You're going to go to heaven and everything is going to be fine. That stuff sounds like prison pillow talk to me. Like you in prison, mm-hmm. laying on the pillow, talking to Jeremy, and he's and, talking and you into. And when we get out, Jeremy. Yeah, he's talking. Yeah. He's talking you straight into that. Just think it. Just smell it. Oh, you about to take that smell. love shank? I was Jeremy. like, just to be like, smell. <laughs> Jeremy's just, coming. Just smell that fresh air, Jeremy. So here's here's <laughs> the thing. You're very religious. You believe that heaven's coming, and and don't worry about this world. <laughs> don't worry about this world. In yeah. the face of global warming, it's all good. Nuclear bombs. Don't worry about it. That could destroy the world over and over. COVID. The, 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 the homeless people that are in your neighborhood. Don't worry about none mm. of that shit. That's the devil that's got them motherfuckers. You're doing the good thing. Stay on the fucking straight and narrow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And keep, uh, you keep know, on, just keep on keeping on. Keep shopping. Just keep on keeping on. Because if you shop, yeah, the terrorists lose. <laughs> yeah, that's right. America. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what reality did I live in as a Christian? You lived in, I mean, <laughs> I saw things. A I was like, way. I was like the reality that you saw. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how I was a good kid when yeah. I was a Christian too. When I was un- into that shit a hundred percent, I wasn't doing nothing bad. So you've given up the theater for good. huh? Jesus was watching. <laughs> he had my back, bro. But if you watching, I got, I might as well be a good guy. Yeah. If he's watching. Yeah. So, so today we have something else that we feel like everybody's watching. Um, Back, I want to say, in the 1700s, they actually redid prisons. Um, panop- panopticon is what it's called, a panopticon. Really? A panopticon was, panopticon. A, yeah, it was a, a way of arranging the prison where the guard could be in the center in the and look down this, this aisle and this aisle and this aisle and this, you know, this block mm-hmm. and that block, and he could watch all of them. And they felt like they were being watched all the time because they could be seen even though they weren't always seen. Right, so Panopticon gave the the prisoners the idea that they were being watched all the time, and those prisoners started to be on their best best behavior, like like when Jesus is watching, 
right? We're, we're trying to be on that straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this has been going on since the 1700s and that changed the whole way that, that prisons were done. And if they gave the, the inmates, the convicts, the perception that somebody was always watching, they would be on their best behavior without somebody watching. We're in a panopticon today. Yeah. For sure. We start calling and telling on the people that's using the, the let's censor that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr. Did you hear Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live? Shut yeah, up, yeah. Bill. Yeah. You can't talk shh, like shh, that shh, 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 about African-Americans, shh, you racist prick. Yeah. <laughs> and yet he's married to a black woman, right? Yeah, well, he, he's one of those people that really says, you're not hearing the joke. Yeah. <laughs> you're not hearing the joke. They are not. Yeah. They're not. They're not. Because they're in another reality. Mm-hmm. You know, when when Galileo was in the reality and he found out that... <laughs> The earth is not the center of the universe. What reality was Galileo in? His own. You better recant that shit. Yeah, bro. He mean, uh, we, we want you to come here yeah. and answer for shh, shh, what the fuck yeah. you wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to put him to Look death. Look at this fucking liar. And you know what he did? He, did. he outsmoothed them. He, he wrote them back and he said, I'm too old to travel. To travel I yeah. can't. I'll just stay up in here in this tower. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll just chill, chill here. Chill in this tower. Oh, and they mm. made sure that motherfucker answered for his crimes his thought crimes of framing reality in a different way that didn't match their story. Right now they were going to put him to death. Now today, what reality are we being given and who would be pissed if all of a sudden we saw some truth? Well, the people in power, the people in power, politicians. Yeah, dude. Like the people trying to run, well, the people running this country, not trying to, yeah. The power of the people, man. Power of the people. Yeah, stand up together, that whole table falls. You know, and I think that's one thing is is people in society are connected. Mm-hmm. We're around each other. And if people start talking, guess what? I think a lot of that power that people have yeah. is gone. Dude, if you can, like, yeah, obviously unite rather than divide. It's just, it's, it's, it is. So that's, you know, I can't, I can't do it for everybody. I can't only do it for myself and I'm going to try to be that person to be the connector. Yeah. There's like, there's no reason not to be. One truth can tear down a thousand lies. Dude, I'm just going to keep living. Like I just have to, I got to, man. It's just the way it just has to happen, man. There isn't, there isn't, I would say there isn't a lot of that conversation happening, you know, where I want to hear stuff. That's why one thing I really enjoy about my office we have a lot of deep political discussions about things, but respectfully. Yeah. And we all disagree on a lot of things, but it's kind of nice to be able to have those things and hear thoughts and be like, oh, I can see actually why you'd say that. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. But then we also talk about dumb shit all the time. Like, <laughs> do you add S in Triscuits? <laughs> Are Legos plural? No, they're Lego brick. <laughs> for all you out there want to know and it's a Triscuit cracker and we all need those mental breaks <laughs> we, do, yeah, we do we need 100%. mental breaks we need to laugh at shit dude, and we, dumb shit we, we were talking about just the time of someone recently and having a full off intellectual conversation about what happens if he's at you know we were like our boss is going to get there at 847 but what happens if he gets there at 847.01 and I was like well we're doing price is right rules mm. and, I, and then they were like so then we have to pick the seconds then so then what about if you're over plus or minus but you didn't go to the next minute you know, but he actually didn't. I go, well, once you start that next minute, if he's not there before that, you lose. <laughs> and then they're like, but that doesn't necessarily, that's not fair though, because you should have that whole minute to get to the, you know, it was just, uh, they didn't know it was fun. It was just a fun, fun little 
dumb exercise. So it's cool. Well, that's excellent. Well, you know, that's, that's what this show that we're doing is kind of about is, is coming together in, uh, art, yeah. you know, and, and having these conversations where art is subjective in a lot of ways. You know, when you paint a painting, you're not saying that that is reality. When you make a movie, you're not saying that that's reality. It can reflect a certain reality. You know, like yeah. that movie Colors, when that movie Colors came out, you know, we saw, we got a glimpse into the reality of gang members that lived in that world of drugs and a glimpse into the, into the cops, right? And of course they beefed it up a little bit from the reality that it might actually be, made it a little glitzier and prettier. Like everything. Like everything. Yeah. But, you know, that was the perception that a lot of people believed. Yeah. You know, and Today, I think that we have this perception of other people, that other people aren't to be trusted. Yeah, they're and, different. And that's, that's a perception that's been created. You know, you, you look at shows like Cops and how much news has been reported that's negative, way more than actually crime a, a, actually exists. The yeah. amount of crime is actually lowered yeah. well, over a 20-year well, period. What's wild to me is when you watch those news networks, it's one story. So you're like, bro, if you're just running the same fucking story, what else is going on? Mm -hmm. Like there's that, there's, there's gotta be some other things going on. You know, well, you know one thing I've been following a lot lately too? I've been following this thing called Wholesome Moments, just a page. Okay. And bro, it's awesome. Like there's so many good people still in the world and it's a lot of CC camera, like CCTV cameras and just watching people do things, like nice things for people. I watch that shit in the morning before I go to work. Puts me on a good mindset. You know, do you remember when we talked about those things the billionaire said? Yeah. Yeah. I've been really doing that shit too. I'll refresh everyone who doesn't know. Uh, billionaire had four successful kids. Well, successful kids. Um, I don't actually know how many, but, uh, and they were like, how did you do that? And he goes, I don't know. Just one day I started asking this question. Um, I'd ask him how their day was, something that went well, something that went bad. And then he goes, all right, how was your day? Blah, blah. But he goes, these are the two that were important that I'd ask him every day. What, <clears throat> what is something something nice that someone did for you and what is something nice that you did for somebody else so then you start framing you know you start looking for those opportunities to do nice things and when you're looking for those opportunities to do nice things you know you don't you don't ever expect anything in return but you know that like good things happen to you just because you're it just you're just seeing the opportunities and he did it every single day and it's something I started incorporating in my life like when I do my like kind of reflection of my day kind of go over thing in my head before I'm in bed I asked myself, started asking myself that and I'm starting to do it every day. And, and I'm, you're I'm, creating your own reality uh -huh. because you're, you're shaping the images that your brain is working uh -huh. with. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what I want to do because it feels good. And I think that people get a lot of messages that keep us in place, you know, and that this is, <clears throat> this is kind of one of the things that the show I'm hoping will accomplish is get us to question the information that we're given, get us to question the media that we're given, yeah. and actually look at the art that exists. We can't mm -hmm. censor it. We have to have conversations about it. Yeah. You know, and, and songs sure. like this, Crush, it brings up a good topic. idea. A good idea, a good topic, a good, just a good thing to talk about because it's, what are you, what are you actually doing? You know, what are you listening to? What are you actually hearing? What are you actually trying to get out of this? Because that's just as important as what the artist is trying to get to. You know, because if you're not trying to see at all, you ain't going to see it. But if you have an open mind and open thoughts, you can possibly see something. Well, we're on the second week of Devil's Breath. Inhale. <sighs> yep. And we start off with the devil and lies and misinformation and false realities. And 
You know, it's enough to crush the spirit, man. Sometimes, right? Sometimes. <laughs> we got to press on. We're uh, we're going into a new topic uh, this week, but yet it's going to kind of grow and evolve from the one that we're already in the middle of. Um, I think you're going to like this next. I I like them all. Dude. They're good. You were already dipping your toes in that motherfucker. Oh, was I? Yeah. Ooh, I like that thing. I'm going to be in that lukewarm water tomorrow. Well, this has been the Truth to Power podcast. I am Curious G. It's your boy Ace Cannon. And I hope you guys are shaping your own reality responsibly. Truth to Power. So, Sean, Crush, man. Finally got to it. Yeah, you know, this is uh, one of those songs that I actually didn't even think about keeping, to be honest with you. Um, when I wrote the lyrics, I kind of thought that maybe I was getting a little bit too silly. Um, <laughs> I was really having fun with it, to be honest with you. When I thought about the uh, the commercial from the 80s, you know, the the, right. the cocaine monkeys. But what was right. funny was like, I, I'm thinking, does anybody even know this goddamn commercial? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I didn't. I did it. But I learned about it on this week's episode of the podcast. I did not. <laughs> I, I got to look that one up. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. Sometimes I'm saying shit, but uh, I realize other people might not know what the hell I'm talking about. And this was one of those songs. But it's um, not only was it a fun song to do, but um, it's actually been one of my favorite on on this whole project. This song and Crumb we did about the same time, and it was really a battle yeah, for me. So sick. Both of them are sick. Yeah, it was really a battle for me before, which one that would be featured on on the opening the album up, and I ended up going I, with this song. What did I tell you before we uh, did our podcast segment? I said Crush is, honestly, man, I'm going to say it. It's my all-time favorite song that we've ever done. The lyrics, everything matches. Um, the sample I use sounds like some fucked-up carnival ride, kind of, and it just fits so well. Yeah, the music is definitely tight on this one. I like the the feeling of the carnival, you know what I mean? And the kind of thing I pictured with with that music is like the the fun house at the fair, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, the little cheesy devil type shit that you you see at the fun house, you know what I mean? Trying to be scary. It's one of the uh, it's one of the beats that for some reason I can play it on loop and it never gets old. It's even though. The sample is like an eight bar loop. It just sounds so cool. And then when you come in on the second, it's my favorite like intro you have to the ver to a verse on the second verse. And you said, I, I bet I could have been a crash test dummy or took that test they used to give to monkeys. It's like rhymed well and it comes in so tight, like transitioning from the hook. I don't know why that part it always, I don't know. I always nod my head like fucking crazy to that part. You know, I'm 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 partial to that verse, but there's something I really like in the third verse. I don't know if you've yeah. you've paid too much attention to to kind of what I was saying in that one, but um, I kind of talk about you know uh, politics, kind of like a one-legged stripper trying to stand united. Right. You know, like it's right. easy to fall over and tip over, <laughs> right? So some of the lyrics that that comes out on that one is. Um, you know, uh, to grasp the crash we about to take, I am crush as the world gets break. Rape? Sure, I'll dance, though I just got one leg. When the music thumps, it drops down a peg. Crash test, dummy, pirate dread. 
I think we talk too mm. much inside our heads. <laughs> you know, but so you brought back the crash test dummy thing from the second verse or whatever, and then made it go full circle. Yeah, it's it's more of a it's a, a theme in this song because I am a crash test dummy. You know what I mean? Over ass, yeah. over money. You know, these are the things that bring me to fuck up. You know, and end up with that little bit of crush. You know, dude. So you were really you were really impartial to your second verse on here. I literally, in my opinion, think it's one of the best verses I've ever heard you drop. I'm no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, I really do like that verse. It was just one of those yeah. things when I wrote it. I wasn't sure if anybody knew what the hell I was going to be talking about. You know, um, and that's that was the only knock I had on that that verse. But this well, was that's a, a beautiful thing about it. Like, I know you were like, oh, the, I no one will get the commercial reference, but it fit like the tone of the song. <laughs> it's such a fucking like wonky boom bat beat like it's like you said earlier it's like a like a carnival fucking cheesy carnival like ride kind of but it's so hard hitting and the way you flow on it is like pretty fucking aggressive it just works really well it's what it's it's my favorite song i'm dead serious it's mine well, you know, I'm kind of partial to the whole Devil's Breath um, albums, right. you know, both Inhale and Exhale. I think both are very interesting albums. And I think it's pretty interesting to explore the uh, darker side of humanity and the stuff inside of ourselves that we don't want to look yeah. at, you know. And, and this is the idea of crush is sometimes we are our own worst enemies, you know. And as a country, I think that we need to, to see how we are becoming our own worst enemies in this country, you know? Absolutely. And with the, uh, the last two episodes, uh, being like quote unquote darker, do you know what tomorrow is Sean? When this episode releases or today I, for the I listeners? I do not. What is tomorrow? Friday the 13th. Oh shit. October. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. we're, we're in the middle of October with, with, uh, with the episodes that we're doing. That was yeah. a good way to start with this devil's breath album sure. right and it's actually so far i haven't really moved songs out of order for the podcast in order to get into the topics for any they're just, reason they're at just all following this way y naturally yeah they've they've literally landed everywhere that that they've landed until the episode that we're recording next i actually switched right. that out of place right. because i kind of wanted to do the the song glitch for halloween i kind of feel like right. that's uh appropriate you know which is the song and that's very coming appropriate up and it's such a great song but we'll we'll get into that here in, in a minute <laughs> yeah um if I remember correctly, when we did this song, I was house sitting at my pop's house and I had brought my monitors and my laptop. I was very minimal setup compared to my actual home base. Do you remember that, Sean? This was like last February. Do you remember when we did I, this? Was, I don't actually. I yeah, don't. It, we did Crush and Crumb while we were at my pop's house and it means nothing to the listeners, but I only brought my monitors my laptop and I had no keyboards, no nothing. And just some preloaded like samples and stuff I had, like I was minimalist on this beat. And I was like worried when you send me the transcript of like what you were looking for, that I wasn't gonna be able to find anything until I got home in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. when looking back at this song and crumb specifically crush, I think that's the the beauty and the instrumentation on it is it's not some super complex, like, you know, avant-garde piece, is it, Sean? It's not, you know what I mean? No. But and it's, it, it's a really good, like, hard-hitting boom-bap record with this creepy bum, 
bum, bum, bum, bum. It's just, uh, it's cool. And for some reason, it came out really, really, really good with, I didn't, dude, I didn't have my whole sample library and we came up with this shit and it ended up being my favorite song. It's crazy how that works out sometimes. <laughs> it's always the way it is, isn't it? When we don't expect to, to make something yeah. great. I, this I did, and I Glitch it, was it. in that category, you know? <laughs> I, glitch, Glitch, I was at the studio for. I couldn't have done Glitch in my dad's freaking kitchen like I did this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, this track came out, came out excellent, you know, and I think it's a good Absolutely. initial track for the whole overall project of marriage of heaven and hell i think so i think so there we go that's our first song on the devil's breath inhale and the first one on the marriage of heaven and hell project crush now we're going to be getting into another topic altogether but this one will kind of follow a little bit of the thinking that we touched on with this song this song is a song called Glitch. I am Curious G, and this is the Truth to Power podcast. Thanks for listening. If I lose myself, can I just keep my ghost? Make it all worth that trail of tears and smoke. If I lose myself, can I just keep my ghost? Make it all worth that trail of tears and smoke. Aw shit, that's another glitch. Click back in, static wrapped, cocoon skin. Call for help, yo, you listening? Call for help, man. Go on, call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Call for help, maybe it's just a glitch. Call for help, maybe it's just the glitch. Hold up, man, I am feeling sick. What lurks now amongst this dark must catch settle up inside they heart Reflect dark new moon dim Mention my name when you bounce back in who sleep now Amongst the dark must catch settle up inside they heart Trust not glitter falls bright Twinkle twinkle and good night